Coming up on the Wedge Osman, tires, tires, and more tires. We'll dive deep into Vegas tire world to talk about how Alex Bowman hit the jackpot in the Penzo 400, along with the latest NASCAR news and headlines. We'll strap them belts tight one more time as we hit the green flag here on the Wedge Adjustment. What is going on? Episode number three of the Wedge Adjustment. Uno, dos, tres. I like it. Man. Of course you like it. I have to say, I'm happy that I didn't see any straight tires rolling around the track, but it's still not getting any better. (laughs) I just don't understand how a sport that is steeped in Using tires is having so much trouble with tires. Man, it's just I don't I don't know what it is. It's, it's literally just been a tire problem, and just I don't know. This is weird, and just just yeah, too much going on. It's definitely just like the rest of the world. It is odd, but what I can say is, I think Kyle Bush needs some help. He got a little road rage issue. And they need to help him seek some counseling because I'm like, that dude was going nuts. I don't know what, what him and he, he's always had these problems though. Even when he was racing in the truck series and everything else, he just, he always had a, he was a huge hothead, an absolute hothead, no matter what went on. And just, I don't know. He still hasn't changed. And even from watching the race, seeing his wife get him out of that last caution. Hey, just if you're going to have road rage, you want your wife to be ride or die. So I ain't mad at her. <laughs> she was like, get off the track. We don't want yellow because we already know we're in trouble. Well, well, between that and all those two tire stops that we saw that were just kind of getting people trapped, trapped position and then almost wrecking people. Yeah, no doubt. So what are we doing today? Oh, man, dude, we're going <laughs> to actually, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go ahead and start with turn one and... Today's headlines. NASCAR and crypto. What? Yeah. (laughs) As in cryptocurrency? Yeah. So I guess this might be a play off of from that race last year when uh, Fast.io had the um, the QR code. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, so I I was able to to get one of those hoodies. That was pretty cool. So... um, Team Stange Racing, based out of Chicago, um, they have partnered with former Formula One driver Tarso Marquez, and they're going to compete in eight races this year, predominantly road courses. But here's the kicker. Uh, the the U.S.-based digital security company called Dignity Gold is going to be their sponsor. Huh. So Dignity Gold uses a security token that is backed by verified gold reserves. Yes. So, in the immortal words of TikTok, I would say, what's this? I like it. Picasso. <laughs> Are they going to pay the man's salary in crypto? Who knows, man? Who knows? So so they'll be driving a Ford Mustang with Robert Yates Power. They'll be the number 79 car, which is the numeric number for gold. Which is actually pretty cool. 
And what tracks is this guy going to drive? Mostly road courses. They're going to start with, I guess, a Camping World Truck Series race as a refresher on June 12th out in Sonoma. And then their first NASCAR Cup Series race will take place July 4th weekend at Road America. All right. I'm calling it now. Uh The guy's driving a Ford, and those tracks require some straight line speed and job handling. So, I'm just going to tell you, he's not going to get it done. <laughs> I don't know, man. Road courses are kind of a toss-up because we don't really know what's going to happen yeah. with this. With I can the, tell you this. A Chevrolet is going to win the road course. Calling it. Maybe so. Even though the Chevys have dominated the the, uh, the last four years in road courses. but uh, They hadn't dominated this race season. <laughs> all, all I've seen is their wheels flying off and their tires blowing oh, up. Oh, gosh. Speaking of tires... We had more tire issues this week, but this time it wasn't tires coming off the cars. It was just the insane tire wear. Even like at um at Fontana, cars were about 18 to 25 laps. The tires were going bad. Here, we were seeing tire wear anywhere from 13 to 18 laps, and it opened up the entire racetrack. We saw... We saw cars running at the very, very top. We saw cars in the middle. We saw cars at the bottom, right, right along the white line. We had four wide racing, five wide racing. It was, it was a pretty spectacle to watch. Yep, but we also saw cars spinning for no reason and wrecking other people and sliding up and down the track. It was literally not what I expect from NASCAR and. I'm just going to call it now. Good year. You need to get your act together. <laughs> and um, when, I was, when I was watching the actual uh, race cast, uh, Danica Patrick brought up a good point that with these cars and the low tire pressures, with this track being one of the older tracks and there's a lot of bumps and grooves, if you don't race correctly in some of these corners with this low tire pressure, you will bottom out. And we saw several cars like that. We saw Chase Briscoe. Um, Tyler Reddick, even Kyle Busch, bottom out in, in wreck, coming off a of two and turn four. For sure. And I'm just going to speculate that the race team's strategy is we're going to start out with some low ro- low tire pressure. Once we get on the long run, the tire pressure is going to come up and we'll be golden and the car will come to you. But newsflash, that thesis is not working. <laughs> But they've been doing that for years, though. Um, the tire pressure start anywhere from 20 to 22 PSI, and they can go to as high as 46, 48, even 50, uh, depending on the racetracks. Yep, but we also had five lug nuts. The tires weren't wearing out, and people weren't just spinning out in the middle of nowhere with nobody getting you arrow loose. They're just, it's like phantom spin outs for no reason. I mean, it happened to Keselowski. Nobody was around that dude. He was going around the track, slid up the track, took Bubba Wallace out. It was just, it was a just a mess. <laughs> Man, I, I just, it was just too much of it. Um, another big racing news. Um, Tony Stewart and the backed SRX Racing League have pinged Ryan Blaney and his dad Dave Blaney to join them in one of their races, which I think is pretty cool because. Uh, Another father and son duo. Last year you had uh, Bill and Chase Elliott in the same race. They're <laughs> racing each other. That's a no for me, dog. You you, you, you say you don't want to? I, I'm happy for them to go and do that. I just won't be watching it. I'm still in shock that we can't even get a normal NASCAR race together. So 
Mr. Blaney needs to be spending his time getting his tar together. And Tony Stewart, while he's got his hand in all things, he needs to be getting his hand around those tires. <laughs> so just a quick recap on what this SRX racing is. If you are a big racing fan, you remember the IROC series back in the day where they were racing on the super speedways and some of the intermediate courses. This is pretty much the same thing, except they're at the local dirt tracks. Like they race up like the Nashville fairgrounds, uh, they do Eldora and you have drivers from all other different racing backgrounds. You have like Tony Kanaan, you have Paul Tracy, you have Bobby Labonte, Michael Waltrip. Um, I know even Haley Deegan, Greg Biffle and a couple of other drivers have been pinged to actually race in some of these events as well. Okay. So I'll say this. If you can't afford to go to a NASCAR race, then this is an opportunity to see some drivers of past errors go out and do a good job. So in that respect, it's racing. So if they come to your local area, support them. But I'm going to stick to watching, you know, Cup Series NASCAR. (laughs) I'm not mad at you. So, all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into turn two with? Qualifying. Man, the qualifying for this race was very Interesting from the jump. In the first practice, we had uh, Kyle Busch, who kind of took a pretty nasty spill in turn three and pretty much ripped the whole back end of the car out and didn't get to qualify. I got one question for you. Yes, sir. Did somebody hit him? Did he bottom out? Bottomed out on his own and yeah. (laughs) So air pressure, phantom spin, wrecked car, back of the pack. Yes, sir. And and with that, just the practice was was dominated by Larson and Christopher Bell. Those two ended up being on the front row with Christopher Bell taking his first ever pull at 181.43 miles an hour. Um, I went and looked at that. That's actually about five to six miles an hour slower than the pull times in the past couple of years. Huh. Yeah, I mean. A lot more is happening, but they are going slower, and these cars have proven to be like bucking Broncos. They will throw you off the track in a heartbeat. Uh, Other drivers starting in the top ten, of course, Larson starting second. You had Austin Sendrick and Chase Briscoe in row two, Elliott and Lagano in row three, row four. You had Tyler Reddick and Denny Hamlin, and row five was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Austin Dillon. I got to give it to – Cendric and Briscoe, they are not normal rookies. The first three races, they have been up in the front the whole time, and I got to give it to them. They got good cars, but they find some way to blow it. Well, yeah, there's a lot of factors going on. They, You know, rookies tend not to have a lot of luck when it comes to getting through the race. He didn't have luck. He won the 500, though. <laughs> Cedric won the 500. He was up there the whole race. Yeah, he did, and I I get it. But at the end of the season, that will be the only race that he wins. So his luck ran out after Daytona. I hope to be wrong because I like Austin Cedric, but from where I was sitting this weekend, all I saw him was playing bumper pool in the back. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow, but. 
I don't know, man. I just feel like these rookies are actually going to cause some more havoc. And hey, hey, with Cedric being backed by Penske, this is any man's game. Like, like, like these cars are so similar now. It's just. Yeah. I mean, the wild card is this year. What are your tires going to do? Yes. How do you manage through the cautions? Yes. And how can you stay out of trouble? Not getting hit by another car, but not doing something stupid and tearing up your own car, spinning out or trashing your gearbox. Yeah, <laughs> definitely that. Uh, with this new sub- subsequential gear shifting. For yeah, sure. Weird stuff. All right, guys. So coming off the backstretch, we're going to turn three with the cup recap. So this was this race was very exciting from start to finish. I feel like it. Absolutely. I'm I'm just going to tell you, you know, living where we live, there's nothing like seeing a guy start out in the back of the pack with an unproven car and drive it like he stole it on Houston highways trying to get to the front. <laughs> it is something to watch. And he was fussing about it the entire time <laughs> with his crew chief. Yeah, with Kyle Busch starting 37th because of the backup car. Uh, three other drivers went to the back to start the race for unapproved uh, changes. Daniel Hemrick, Tyler Reddick, and Cole Custer. Did any of those guys finish the race? Yes. Okay. Yes, Reddick did. I'm always curious about who finishes the race when they go to the back. Mm-hmm. So as the race started, um, Denny Hamlin around lap 11 actually had alternator problems, and his alternator was shutting off and coming back on. And, yeah, he was having some issues, but that car was still fast. He was able to battle back and took the lead from Christopher Bell. And between him, Blaney, and Bowman, they dominated stage one. I mean, they were just running away from people. But it was weird. Like, no one really drove away from anybody. Agreed. I mean, there was a point in time where I thought Joey Logano was going to take off. I thought Denny Hamlin was going to take off. But it, it's just not happening. Nobody has a clear advantage. It is about staying out of trouble. Exactly. Um, and then Cole Custer, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, caution number two, uh, spun out in turn two, bottoming out. And yeah, that was kind of a start of the spin out day. <laughs> and then, and then right after that on the restart, Austin Dillon goes down in, into turn one, gets into Justin Haley. They both spin. Everybody checks up. Kyle Bush ends up getting hit in the back by Daniel Hemrick and spins out. Yeah, I will say, you know, after watching years and years of NASCAR and starting out being a guy that I only watched NASCAR for the wrecks to now being a little upset because every 15 or 20 laps we're throwing a caution out, you know, it's kind of not fun to watch. But when they do get going and they're really racing hard, it looks really, really good. But they're having a lot of trouble actually having any long runs. Oh yeah, I think maybe just in the final stage, I think I think is where we saw the the longest run. So, and then right after that, um, lap sixty five, uh, the fourth caution, uh, Tyler Reddick bottoms out in four and spins through the grass in the front stretch, and you can see the rear diffuser that is new to this car actually bottom out and drop off his car. Some for sure. I think you know each week we hear people talk about tires and then we hear them talk about the rear diffuser and the downdraft and those are the two things that are plaguing 
all the drivers. Oh, yeah. And then with those pit stops, we finally saw two tire stops happen. Amarola ends up grabbing the lead, being the only driver to take two tires, jumping up 13 positions from pit road. Yeah, note to self, uh, crew chiefs, if you want to get ahead and you're in the back of the pack, take two tires because somebody's going to spin out 10 laps later and you're going to be able to come in and get four tires. That's just a little pit strategy. But I feel like those two tires really didn't last because Amarola, I think he finished like ninth in the stage. Those Hendrick cars were able to pass him, Byron and Bowman. Bowman ends up winning stage one, and, yeah, they took four four tires. I I feel like four tires was the – was the better move all day, but if you want a, a quick jump and hope for a quick caution, you go with two tires. Right. I get it. So all I'm saying is we're seeing an abnormal amount of cautions. And so if you are in the back of the pack and you don't feel like you can drive through the pack like Kyle Bush, the best thing for you to do is come in, get fuel, get two tires, and ball out and hope for another caution within 10 laps because then you're – Let's just say you make it to number three and cars start to pass you and you drop back to nine. That's better than being in 28. Exactly. And then the day for Chase Briscoe starts to go south. (laughs) Caution number five, lap 93. He spins and collects the 99. Man, Suarez took one hell of a hit into the inside wall. That outside wall. Yeah. It was a pretty uh, (laughs) – he had nowhere to go. It was kind of one of those – I, I think the it's ride. totally amazing that, you know, as soon as he realized, oh, I'm in trouble, you see him cross his hands, and then he just pinballed around. And I'm like, I just can't even imagine being there along for the ride. Well, with the new rack and pinion steering, if they try to hold the wheel in it and that wheel jerks back wrong. Broken wrist. Exactly. Yeah, so I exactly. get it that he did the safety measures. It's just – that's the most helpless feeling in the world. You cross your arms and hope you don't die. And then the day for Ryan Blaney ends at the next caution, another 10 laps later. Uh, Keselowski spins and collects Blaney on the front stretch and ends Blaney's day. Came in like a wrecking ball because <laughs> that's what he does. He'll hit you from behind. He'll hit you from the side. Keselowski is the wrecker. And with that only being 10 laps, people – didn't take any tires on that stop. Uh, Briscoe and Hamlin somehow got up to the lead. Yeah, because they were but. running out of tires, and they didn't want to risk <laughs> not having any tires. And then the second longest uh, green flag run, 32 laps. Uh, caution number seven, lap 136. Uh, Chase Briscoe and Austin Cendrick spin. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Did they spin together? Did yes. Did they spin individually? They spun together. <laughs> you think we were watching ice skate? Oh, my goodness. Wow. But while that was going on, a story that was brewing for the second week in a row, one of these little small two race car teams was dominating the stage. I got to give it to Ross, Ross Chastain, man. Track he house just, racing. Shout man. out to track house he was, racing. He was doing it in, man. He, I think he led 86 laps race high. I believe it's 86. That's the thing that caught my attention the most. I was rooting for Ross Chastain and track house racing. I just, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I love to see the little guys come and play because now that all things are equal and everybody's got tire problems, track house racing drivers are right there in the mix. And also at that time, another story was also brewing Kyle Bush 
coming from last. He led probably seven, eight laps in that second stage, and he was sitting there right behind Ross Chastain. So, I mean, it's got to mess with your head. If I'm Kyle Busch, if I'm Denny Hamlin, if I'm Kevin Harvick, I don't have – I mean, hell, Danny Hamlin has three DNFs. <laughs> that is that is true because with 45 to go, um, with this new sequential gear shifter, they now have transaxles, and Hamlin ended up breaking his by accident. It was and his fault. Yeah. He yeah, did it he to was, himself. He, he played himself. Yeah, he was really, really ups- upset. Well, yeah. About that one. That was I, kind of a. I mean, he had a chance and he played himself. He oh, was yeah. worrying about the wrong stuff. Drive the car first. Oh, yeah. So, and then after that restart there, um, uh, Christopher Bell ended up having the lead and ended up spinning out in front of all of the leaders. And, yeah, his day was pretty much trashed out, but somehow was able to get back into the top ten later later on. But everybody was just spinning like crazy and just. For sure. And, then I mean, the end of the race was pretty exciting. I mean, I I really thought that they were going to wreck each other up and it was just going to be some controversial finish, but I think they all decided, you know what, let's just get the hell out of Las Vegas and get on the Phoenix. <laughs> well, well, in that case, you got to blame uh, Bubba Wallace and Eric Jones because that wreck they had with two to go was it, it was very uh, funny. And I want to see the radio active that they bring out for uh, for this last race because we get to see uh, Kyle Busch's wife act a fool. <laughs> with, with that, because because Bush had a really really great chance of winning the of winning this race, but that green white checkered ended up putting the final pit stops there, and Larson and Bowman ended up coming out one two, set up a two lap shootout, and Bowman was able to pull it off coming out of turn four, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean just Kyle Bush didn't have enough he could get from the back of the pack to the front of the pack. Ran up front all day and then just gave out. Exactly. The rest of the top ten, uh, Larson finishing se- second. Ross Chastain finishing third. Kyle Busch fourth. Um, William Byron getting another top five. Look at Eric Amarola, another top ten. He is He's the only driver now to have a top ten in all three races so far this year. It's better than the performance last year, wrecking in the last five laps. Exactly. Uh, rounding out the rest of the top ten, you had Tyler Reddick, uh, Martin Truex Jr., Chase Elliott, and Christopher Bell. A couple of notable finishers. Kevin Harvick finished 11th. Joey Logano, 14th. Austin Cedric, 19th. Brad Keselowski, 24th. Hamlin, 32nd with that broken transaxle. Blaney with his lap on 104, finishing 36th. And rounding out the field, Daniel Suarez finishing 37th. Yeah, I think when we take the first glance at the points, it's going to be really, really interesting. (laughs) Next episode, we... We will bring in the points, and we will take a look at, at that because, like you said, it's going to be very interesting looking at the points and just in general because now you got drivers that are shouldn't be really up there. They're up there, even though it's the first, what, three, four weeks of the season. Yeah, if I'm a betting man, I put my money on Larson, but you just don't know. Cendric's got a chance. Chastain's got a chance. I mean, Kyle Busch is like, I will not be denied. So. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. We'll see. Stay tuned. Exactly. All right, guys. We're going to go into turn four now with. Turn the wrench. So, a stat that was talked about this weekend with Christopher Bell having the pole, the number one stall on pit road has not won a Vegas race since 2009. Facts. (laughs) 
And it still hasn't. <laughs> it's been what what 13 years now? That is that that is amazing. That is what 15 16 races? Yeah, I'm I'm just, you know, my driver was Jimmy Johnson. He always told us the last pit stall. I'm gonna rock with that because being up front doesn't work. I think he was the winner actually of that uh of that race. Yes, sir. I'm not sure though. Well, we we said later. Actually, my bad. That was Kyle Bush. <laughs> that'd be that'd be Kyle Bush. Why well, you got to get my hopes up? Hey, man. <laughs> Jimmy, I miss you, bro. You need to come back. I don't want to pick another driver. You'll see him in two weeks when they're racing in Long Beach. You'll be, you'll be all right. Um, back to the cautions. Another huge amount of cautions. We had twelve for sixty laps. This is the third was race like in a, a row. Quarter now. of the race. <laughs> Pretty much. Was it? What was it? Two hundred sixty-seven laps. So yeah. If I'm NASCAR, I'm just flat out blaming Goodyear, and I'm looking to figure out how to switch over to Firestone. Are we having another one, dude? Are we going to have another one of those Goodyear and Hoosier 1993-94 tire issues, you think? Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Um, 23 lead changes among 15 drivers. Um, This is the first time in, I think, in like 11 years that we've had the least amount of drivers but more lead changes. Yeah, break it down for me. I'm a little slow. 23 lead changes. Normally we have anywhere from about 30 to 35. Normally the drivers, we have more drivers. Normally we have less drivers. Right. The five strongest cars lead most of the laps. Yes. Right? In this case, we got 25 drivers. We got 23 lead changes among 15 drivers. Yikes. <laughs> that's, that, that seems excessive. It is. It's almost it. It's better than Talladega having like eighty six lead lead changes among like among like thirty drivers. I know everything in the world has changed, but I don't like all of these changes in NASCAR. I want to go back to something that looks like normal NASCAR. Yeah, and a shout out to Ross Chastain again, leading a race high eighty three laps. Next one up was Kyle Busch with leading forty eight laps, which is still a pretty good chunk. So. I'm happy for that team and sucks first Suarez, but so we're moving on to the last leg of the West Coast swing. I can't wait for it to be over because I expect more of the same next week. Tire problems, bottoming out, <laughs> spinning out for no reason, and I'm just ready to get on to a super speedway. Oh yeah, man. A quick, quick, quick thing. Next week is, is Phoenix. The week after that is Atlanta. And then at the end of the month, Circuit of the Americas. I'm excited for or that that's going to be a fun race and with this new car we'll, we'll see what happens so all right guys that's it for this episode of the wedge adjustment thank y'all for joining in with us make sure you check out the twitter at adjustment wedge i know it's backwards but whatever and we'll see y'all next time on the wedge adjustment talk about being bass awkward oh.